This is Kel McCutcheon with the Past Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe, with Joe. This is episode 41 and show 20. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, welcome to Help Desk with Joe, and this is show number 20. Joe, show number 20. I know, it's crazy, right? That's a, Yeah, I mean... I, I realize that each week we get together and we do our show and we talk about cool stuff, dealing with technology and everything, but 20 just seems like a, a milestone uh, that's pretty neat. So, interesting stuff. Now, just for backstory, talk a little bit about the shows we did previous to coming into our new studio and doing podcasts. Okay, so several years ago, and at this point I'm almost afraid to go look back and see how long it's been. Uh, we did just a little, a very scaled down version of help desk. And what we did every week was we just picked one topic and it would literally be anything on a tech from tech tips to product reviews to just literally anything in between. It was almost like a Pandora's box. Yeah. And <laughs> but you literally never knew what I was going to throw at you until I came to the studio and said, Hey Dave, here's what we're doing today. Yeah. Exciting stuff. And probably, how long would you say we did those for? Do you have any idea? Oh, we did them probably three, four years. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm afraid to go look and see. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Huh. Anyway, well, that's a little stroll down memory lane. And uh, and as you said, we, we did it three or four years worth of shows and uh, more like a uh, between the ferns type setup where we just discussed things and had a laid back show. And now we've kind of upped our game and started over with the numbering again. And now we're at 20 already in this new platform. So uh, good stuff. That's that's exciting. Um, I don't know if why, but today that just kind of hit me. Show 20. So um, Help Desk with Joe, show number 20. Here we go. So with me, as always, I have Joe from A&M Digital Technologies and the lady behind the scenes that really powers everything, Cena and a local dispenser West Virginia here and always helping folks out with their technological needs and uh, keeping us aware of the latest scams and what you need to help you with your personal life and also doing business and commercial work so good stuff across the board and um, now that I've drug us way off topic before we even got on topic let's uh, start out with news update number one Joe you got some stuff about ADHD and some treatment options that involve technology yeah, USA Today reported, and, and this one threw me for a big loop, and, and Dave, I know we discussed just briefly before the show, and I can tell just by your reaction, you was just as shocked as I was. Yeah, it's, um, I don't even know what to think, so I'm waiting to hear more details. Okay, so the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, approves for the first time ever a video game treatment for children with ADHD. Yep, and that's that's kind of crazy. My comment to you when you told me that was, wait a minute, the Food and Drug Administration is food and drug, uh, and now they're delving into technology to treat uh, ADHD, which is kind of crazy. But uh, okay, so fill me in. Tell me what I need to know here. Okay, so the FDA... Uh, announced on Monday that they worked with Boston-based Achille Interactive Labs with this video, this video game type of treatment. And this is for the first time ever. The video game is called Endeavor RX, 
and this isn't your standard video game. Like you're you're not going to be able to go to Walmart and pull it off the shelf, and you're not able, you won't be able to go on like your console or the app store and just say, hey, I want this game and download and start playing it. I think this is the piece where the FDA steps into play that you actually have to have a prescription to obtain this video game. And what's it called again? Endeavor? Endeavor RX. All right, I'm going uh, Kale's going to look it up for us here while we're uh talking through. So tell me tell me I I don't know. I still need to grasp the idea of the FDA playing a part in this. So what specifics do you have? Because I'm intrigued now. You've got me intrigued, Joe. This is interesting stuff. So the game has been designed for children ages 8 to 12 that have certain symptoms of ADHD. So from from what I'm gathering, is it's not like a blanket treatment. That this is like if you have particular, you know, if you have check certain boxes of the ADHD right. spectrum that they'll, this is a possible therapy. And, and this is a, like I said, this is the first time ever that FDA has cleared a digital therapy to improve ADHD symptoms. And the first time the agency has ever authorized marketing of a video game based therapy for any type of condition. So, I mean, this is, yeah, it's kind of like setting the bar for everything. Right. It's groundbreaking because, Generally, video games are the bad uh, check for causing ADHD. Video games are notoriously labeled as ADHD causers and bad for kids uh, because it affects their attention span. There's, you know, a lot of studies that show that, you know, uh, long-term video game exposure is bad for ADHD. It doesn't help, um, and it makes it worse. But um, so this is going the opposite way. It's a polar end of the spectrum there. So, um, what are the new? What other stuff you got? Because now I, I understand the point where it's going to target specific ages, and you have to have a specific category checked off in your diagnosis in order to qualify for it. And it's got to be prescribed by a doctor. Do you have any other details? The only other details that I have on this one is the, when the FDA approached this to you know do the research and do their due diligence to actually authorize this as a treatment they looked at multiple studies and this study these studies ran over more than 600 children and the the video game is actually a game that it shows a character traveling through a race course like path in a hover on a hoverboard and i don't know you know how the game entails all that i couldn't the information was rather limited on what I was able to find last night. Right, right. As far to, you know, what what the video game entails and what the graphics look like and all that. So it's it's uncharted waters, and yep. it's, from my standpoint, it's kind of exciting to see where things go. And Davey, you and I know both are are you know the the, the what they call the classic or old school video game enthusiasts, the Ataris and the, the NESs and Super Nintendos and. As you said, over the years, video games kind of taken a black eye on yeah, things yeah. as, you know, this is video games are bad and, you know, they cause ADHD and blah, 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 blah. So actually make this a kind of a turning point and say, hey, maybe video games aren't so bad that, you know, it's just like video games are just like everything else. It's good in moderation and there's actually good benefits from it if used in the right situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, there's definitely a lot of access now to information, so that makes it interesting. I 
I'm still skeptical just because my background's in psychology and, of course, child development. I'm still skeptical, uh, and I, I almost, I, I don't know, but I'm sure somebody out there has done the studies, and it's legit, hopefully, and uh, and they'll show some good right. progress towards treating ADHD rather than just drugging kids up. I'm, I'm not a big fan of kids uh, being prescribed uh, prescription drugs for their ADHD just because the side effects and so forth and going down that road. Now, uh, and that stirs up a whole pot of, well, you know, some children definitely need it. Uh, but I think there's a lot in the gray area that uh, it affects that are negatively affected. But anyway, that's my own personal opinion, not to be brought into here. Uh, so that is exciting to see that they are coming up with new and advanced treatments that uh, if it's showing promise, then hey, it's showing promise, and that's what we need. We need more kids to be able to focus, and that helps their learning, so that's great, and to help deal with these ADHD symptoms we're seeing. Right, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, Dave, that whenever I first saw the article, that was one of the biggies for me. It's like, wait a minute, you know, you've heard for years video games are bad, video games do this, that, yep. and the other, so, so from my standpoint, it's like, wait a minute, how is this company you know, coming out and saying, hey, we have a treatment for ADHD, and it's a video game. Yeah, yeah. But then, then once you see the FDA is backing it, it's like, hmm, maybe there is some some legitimacy to this because the FDA isn't known to just, you know, clear things or give the okay things just willy-nilly, you know, they hand them out to everybody. Right, right. Yeah, that gives us some legitimacy. Cool. All right. Well, uh, look forward to. I had Kale looking it up. Did you find anything, Kale, that you saw? Um, it just looks like a uh, Mario Kart, but not racing other players. You're just moving through obstacle courses. What and were the ages, Joe? It says eight, between eight, eight to twelve. Yeah. Does it seem? And Kale, you're sixteen. Does it seem eight to twelve? Uh, yeah. Interesting for an eight to twelve year old. I know it's a little bit below your age level, but seem interesting yeah it looks pretty good and then it's said to be prescribed on the iPhone and iPad okay so I can see um, 8 and 12 year olds getting on an iPad and playing this game for 25 minutes a day that's it said um, it's recommended you play 25 minutes yeah it said one third of kids treated no longer had a measurable attention deficient on at least one measure of the, you had to play it for 25 minutes a day, five days a week for four weeks. Oh, wow. Maybe we'll run a little test run on Kale. Yeah. Well, you have to get a prescription. <laughs> well, I know a computer guy. He could probably hack us right in there. <laughs> well, that was the thing. When I saw it, I was like, okay, now it's intriguing me. It's like, okay, I'm interested. I want to <laughs> you know, try the, try the app out. I want to see what they're doing that causing people to or, or that's causing the kids to yeah, yeah. ADHD. I thought you were going to say self-help. I want I want to find something that's yeah. some self-help here. I need some help. I know I'm a little outside the 8 to 12 year old range, but I want to do it anyway. That's where I thought you were going with this, Joe. No lie. Well, well, I was going to say, if you talk to Cena, she may say, yeah, let's try this one, Joe. Well, that's. I'm sure if you talk to my wife, it would be the same answer. Yeah, you need all the help you can get. Whatever you need, honey. Go get your prescription. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, 25 minutes may not be good enough. You may do, need to do it at least <laughs> an, an hour. hour. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you know, having that conversation with our wives would definitely uh, change the outcome, I'm sure, for any of us. 
especially exactly. you and I there. So. <laughs> we don't want them to go to the doctor's appointment with us because it'd be like, oh, yeah, they definitely need something. Help them out. <laughs> yeah, right. this, 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 and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we also treat some other symptoms like knuckleheadedness and making bad decisions and not running a drill properly? Uh, yeah, so there would be a whole conversation to come into play. Kel, what, anything else before we move on? Anything you noted? Does it have a price or anything? No. I, I assume since it's coming from a doctor and prescription, it would be based on your health plan and all that stuff. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Kel, for looking that up. All right. On to number two. Joe, you got some information about Google and Microsoft. Yeah. Google announced they're bringing Microsoft Office and other Windows apps to Chromebooks. Now, I, I mean, I know what Chromebooks are. But I don't understand why that's important. So if you don't clear, if you don't care, uh, clarify that for me. And for anybody else that doesn't have the technological background to know why that's important. Okay, so Chromebooks is Google's version of a laptop. Right. The and I think you've purchased only... some Chromebooks for us, and we use them in our program. I think. Probably at one point, probably. Yeah, a long time ago, but I, I, that's the only reason I know anything about Chromebooks. Yeah, the only difference with Chromebooks is is instead of, you know, you go to the store, you buy a laptop that has Windows 10, and you load all your apps. When you buy a Chromebook, it's running basically just a Chrome, a Chrome browser. Okay. But it's, it's kind of intertwined into its own operating system to where you can't run regular Windows programs, like if you go buy a Chromebook at one of the big box stores and then you know right beside the laptops are the computer games, you can't buy just a computer game off the shelf, throw it in the Chromebook and expect it to work. You have to actually buy apps through the App Store or download them through the Chrome browser to make, and you have to buy, and you have to get ones that are specific for Chromebooks. So, gotcha. Uh, so Google. It's, it's basically so, an internet computer only. Exactly. Yep, that's where I remember we had this conversation back when they first came out about possibilities in the after-school-ish programs, but the problem was if you needed Excel or Word or anything like that, I believe you couldn't get it. Does that seem right? Yeah, well, with your setup, the way we tested was with the spreadsheet you all had set up, they would not work because the macros you guys had set up on the Excel spreadsheets, Google's spreadsheet program did not understand the macros yeah. but this new development completely you know completely it removes that hurdle really okay well that's good news then across the board so will that how will that affect the average person like if they go buy a chromebook now what's that mean so if you buy a chromebook google has partnered with parallels and parallels is a program company that has been around for years they really uh, what made their claim to fame was they was a company that was synonymous with uh, Apple computers. Okay. If you bought a MacBook and you needed to run Windows programs like, for example, Microsoft Office or any other type of Windows program, 99% of the time you had to buy what the program called Parallels. And what you do is you install it on your Mac MacBook or Mac desktop computer. <coughs> And then it would actually give you the ability to run what they call a virtual machine, and you just basically install the program, load Windows, you know, XP, Windows 7, whatever, 
and then you'd have a full-blown Windows machine on there, and you could run your Windows programs on that. So Parallels is expanding their coverage into the Chromebook world, saying that, hey, now Chromebook on Chromebook, you can run your Windows programs just like you could run your Windows programs on Mac. Nice. So, hmm. And I remember a little bit about us talking about Chromebooks. They didn't have a lot of like internal memory and stuff like that because it was specific just to run on the online, on the line. Right. Uh, is that does that change anything? Like, how do they run the Microsoft packages then? Is that or is it just online Microsoft stuff? Well, they over the years they've expanded their storage. So uh, the story says that Google's partnering with Parallels to bring native Microsoft Office applications and other legacy enterprise Windows applications to Chromebooks. Uh, hmm. They're looking at the future of Chrome OS for enterprises. So that's the whole reason they're doing this is right, right. Uh, they're wanting Chrome OS to be in uh, you know large enterprise businesses. Right now, so Chrome OS is well. Let me ask you in a different way. Maybe I'm probably asking the wrong question, but. In a different way, does that make the Chromebooks more like a laptop then? Yes. Okay, so that's the direction they're going. So the Chromebook will be more like buying a regular laptop that would have more internal storage and stuff like that then. Right, because always before, <clears throat> they've had this option for a while, but you've had to been able to keep the device connected to the Internet. So if you right. use a Chromebook to travel or whatever, you had to be a constant connection. But with this new Parallels desktop being integrated it built into the Chrome OS, you will actually be able to access these applications like Word and Excel and all that offline. Nice. So okay. like you said, it's turning it more towards a laptop instead of a constant connection device. And I assume the price will go up then because they were fairly cheap just due to the Internet only application. Well, over the years, uh, Chromebooks have expanded. And like you said, yeah, there are some... Still some cheap ones, but honestly, there are some that they have advanced so much. You're paying just as much for you can pay just as much for a Chromebook as you can a regular laptop. Oh wow! So they're in the laptop game either way, then. Okay. Right, but with the the Chromebooks, what makes them a little better per se than a regular laptop is you basically have a sandbox, so you don't. There's a lot less that as far as customization and being hacked and all that that you can do on a Chromebook that you can a Windows machine. Right. Because with a Windows machine, you can customize and literally get in, dig down deep into the the nuts and bolts of it and do any customization and do any software modifications you want. Where a Chromebook, you're a little more limited. You're almost, it's very similar to like your, your uh, iPads and your iPhones and your Android devices where you don't have as much a control over that so it's much more secure that way and then with the Chromebook if something happens literally all you have to do is push a button that says power scrub and you can back basically back reset your Chromebook then once you, once it resets you log back in and boom everything starts back downloading all your uh, data and all that so you're back from, you're back to where you was right before whatever happened that required you to power scrub your device Wow, so that's a that's a pretty neat deal. That's that you're right. That is very secure and a, a nice option to have, especially if you do a lot of work online, huh? Well, that, I mean, you know, and stuff's going more online, uh, or more stuffs going to on the line usage than before. I know our boys down in the microgreen room. You set them up where they use online QuickBooks, and that yeah. that was surprising to me because you know I'm used to 
old school. You know, you get you, you buy QuickBooks, they send you a CD, or you go to Walmart and buy it in a CD box, and you insert the CD, and it stays on the computer. But now it's all online, so they access it. I can access it from my desk and computer and see everything that's going on inside that business model just online. So it's it's pretty neat to see that um, those kind of capabilities are, are going that direction. Yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword as far as now everything's referred to as uh, software as a service. Right. So, like I said, the days of you would buy that one piece of software and own it forever, the, the nice part of it is, yeah, you own it forever, but the bad part of it is, is you know QuickBooks, you're spending anywhere from two to four hundred dollars every time. You know whenever you buy that software. So, yeah, it's an annual subscription. Well, I want to say it's like two hundred and forty some dollars, maybe. Well, and a lot of people they would just buy it one time and they would keep it forever until you know the computer died or something happened. Yeah. So QuickBooks, in the long run, would lose money, but from a security standpoint, they wouldn't support that version forever. So people would. You know, they would run updates for two years, for, let's say, and then somebody's still running for five. Well, there's three years of that you're leaving your computer exposed to any security flaws that was never patched in the software, where now if you're getting this software as a service, you're constantly updated as far as security goes, plus, for example, Office 365. You know, that's a software as a service, and that's what we use here at the office because it's so inexpensive that it's worth the updates plus it's worth it's worth it to keep everything secure but as with the software as a service if microsoft releases a new version of office tomorrow we get that upgrade for free because that's just part of the agreement hey you pay a yearly subscription fee anything new that comes down the pipe within that year time frame you get that new add-on for free you don't have to go buy another new box of Microsoft Office, you just get it for free as part of your license. Yeah, that is a really good feature, and that's why I like, you're right, with QuickBooks, we have that same deal going on down the hall, and it updates pretty frequently with new stuff, which is pretty neat. Uh, I think it's worth it just because we're in education, and the boys get to see a real business model, and, and that's something that they can use if they go through college or whatever, or not even college, but if they get out in the real world and want to start a business, they have the uh, background knowledge now in place, so pretty neat stuff. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, on to the third news update. Tell us a little bit about Verizon's news. Okay. So, attention parents of uh, possibly college students at this point. I'm saying possibly because of COVID-19. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> well, I know um, WVU's listed the steps they're doing to have students on campus, and I believe Marshall did the same thing. So they're going to well, try to open as far as I know. Yeah, I saw it on the news this morning. They were talking about WVU students will come in and they'll get a little welcome package that will have masks and hand sanitizers and some some of the CDC policies and stuff that they'll be following when they go to class and live on campus. So it looks yeah, like that, it's going forward. As of right now, but as the many discussions you and I have had oh, yeah. within the last few weeks and discussions my sister and I have, she's a teacher in Wood County. Yep. It's a moving. It's like everything else. It's a moving target. And oh, yeah. Literally, what do you think might be Plan A today? That's Plan Z tomorrow. They've got yep. a different, completely different Plan A. Oh yeah, and okay, that's sure. we're on calls with the Department of Education once a week now, and it's kind of crazy because uh, it changes every week. So, yeah, it's hard to tell. It was. Uh, it's kind of good because I hate to see students lose out on their college experience, 
but then again, it's also scary because it's a, a risk, I guess. So, but anyway, uh, so tell us about Verizon and their role in this. Okay, so if you have a college student and they have Verizon, Verizon's offering up to $25 uh, per month discount on your cell phone bill, and let me, and I'll discuss the details. Nice. So they have an, so they're offering anywhere from $10 a month for a single line or $25 a month discount for, on two lines for subscribers that have its various unlimited plans. And this new offer is going to start on July 2nd. So if you go in today, there's no, it's not available. It, it doesn't start till July 2nd. But here's how to get the discount. To get the discount, the student in question has to be the owner or manager of the account. Okay, wow. So for that's, that, that's a little tricky because how many kids have their own cell phone account? Exactly. So if you know you have you know you, the kids on your you're in Cheryl's account, so yep. Kel would you'd have to either move Kel over to his own plan or you'd have to move Kel over as the account owner, account manager over that. You know, be able to apply for the discount. You might be onto something here, Joe. Maybe it is time for Kale to get his own account and start paying his own cell phone bill. I kind of like the direction this is going. How about you, Kale? I'm good. <laughs> Not worth a $25 discount for you to have your own bill and pay for your own stuff? I don't think so. Man. All right. I, I had I had visions of uh, you know a lesser cell phone bill there for a second, Joe, but I guess it's not going to happen today. And then, then reality slaps you in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw okay, Kel so, getting a cold sweats when you talked about him having his own account. <laughs> so only one discount can be applied, applied per account, even if both members are enrolled. And it's only valid for customers with a maximum of two phone lines. So you can't just put your college-age student in charge of your larger family plan either. So right. it literally goes back to Kel has to go get his own account to get this. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good for college students. I mean, I don't know. I assume you get, you know, 19, 20 years old, you get off your parents' plan, and you could get that discount. So that would definitely help out college students. That's a good thing. So nice. And the deal's valid for up to four years now. There's some oh, wow. hoops you have to jump through. Uh, every year you or annually you have to provide documentation proving that you're actually actively enrolled in undergraduate, graduate, or postgraduate uh, college. Oh, that's fantastic if it goes up to postgraduate. So somebody working on their master's or doctorate can get that as well. That would definitely help out the younger people. I'm a big fan of that, and I really don't understand, just on a side note, like younger people have to pay the most taxes, and it's uh, kind of crazy. So that's the the uh, soapbox I'll get on for the day. You know, when you're young, you're in your 20s, trying to buy a car, trying to pay your own bills, trying to rent an apartment, trying to whatever. Man, you get you pay, you know, 30% of your taxes. You get older like me and have a family, I pay less. But I'm more established yeah. and have, you know, a higher wage and have a more established credit, more established lifestyle, and I pay less in taxes, which it's really hard. I, I really feel for our kids that come through our programs and the college students that work for us and stuff, when, you know, almost a third of their paycheck goes to taxes. I'm like, shoot, but, and that's they're already struggling, and now we kick them in the knee. <laughs> But, oh, well, that's and how our tax structure is set up. And that's one of the things I never understood is, you know, when you start out, you know, you're out on your own. You're, you're yeah. trying to pave your own way. You know, try to get a vehicle, you know, oh, whatever, yeah. credit cards or whatever. And they do a background. You know, they do the famous credit check. Well, you don't have a credit. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. How are you supposed to I'm get it? I'm 19 years old. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we're not going to give you a credit card because you have no credit. Yeah. You don't have well, any. How am I going to uh, get credit? Well, you have then it's that revolving door of how do I get credit? Well, you have to have a credit card, but you just deny me because I have no credit. Yeah, yeah. So you got to find something to make a payment on. you got to find some car dealer to give you the backdoor deal, and uh, we're going to give you a small loan for a, a small car here to get you started. Oh, yeah, it's a mess. So that's, I, I, I appreciate any time any company goes and tries to uh, um, help out younger students like that. I think that's nice because, like I say, they're in the meat of it. If you're in college... Most college students are poor anyway and struggling, so that's great that if they can knock off twenty five bucks a month, fantastic. You know, that's that's a good deal. Helping out our students uh when they need it. That's that's a real good thing. Okay. And and it says it's up dollars for up to four years, but I would not be surprised to see, you know, a year or two down the road that they extend it out yeah. further for, you know, your your graduates and postgraduates just because well, you know, there's why 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 kick them and like I said why kick them in the knee? Yeah, yeah. Just because they want further education even more. Well, and honestly, you know, if you're getting your own cell phone and stuff setting up, twenty five bucks off a month is huge. That's well worth yeah. switching to Verizon, and they'll maintain a customer. You know, for I've been with the same carrier for I don't know twelve, thirteen years now, just because I'm established with them, and you know, to have that luxury right off the bat someone saying hey i'll knock 25 bucks off if you got a hundred dollar phone bill which is pretty standard i think nowadays then you know 75 bucks looks pretty daggone appealing so that's a good way to attract exactly. new customers that might stay with them for a long time so good business exactly. move on verizon's part all right well now it's the favorite time of the show for me and that's tip of the week and kale's nodding his head he likes tip of the week too uh so let's <laughs> jump right into it what do you got for tip of the week joe all right, so this week's tip of the week. This is actually something that uh, I experienced firsthand last week. As you know, I was on the road last week for the West Virginia primary election scene, and I was both on the road. So this was our first, I'm going to say, outing as in out of town, doing something non-just day trip, going here, you know, going out and coming back home. This is our first true outing since COVID-19 hit. So this was a, a new learning experience for us. There was a lot of things that we were used to on the road that are non-existent or have changed drastically due to COVID-19. So this week's tip of the week is to tech your trip. Tech your trip. Okay. So you got to explain more. I'm in. Okay. So uh, let's say you are going to take They'll take your family vacation, and you're wanting to uh, fly to your destination. Well, as you know, a lot of places are offering discounts right now because nobody is staying staying anywhere or flying anywhere. So, you know, you can get great discounts. The hotel I stayed at uh, last week is typically a hundred thirty, hundred forty dollar a night hotel. Right. I got it for I got it for eighty five bucks a night. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I was tickled to the death. Of course, now, you know, the company we was working for was covering that. But on the backside of that coin, it was great. But I thought, great, this is, I'm still getting the same quality of room, but yeah. I'm helping the company save money as well. So so that was great. So, okay, so back to. Uh, taking your trip. On to the back, yeah, taking the trip. As far as airports go, airports are synonymous of 
cost of human contact. You, know, oh, yeah, you go yeah. there, you, you buy your you buy your plane ticket, so you have to deal with a ticket agent. Then you go through TSA and get and get your pat downs and all of that. So one of the things that you can you actually know, Joe, I imagine through, you get a really good pat down, and you probably got to go in one of those spe- special rooms because you look kind of sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny. Seeing and I we flying out of Florida one time, and I was walking through, and I just had a T-shirt on, said "Meh" on the front of it. Yeah, yeah. And the TSA, the TSA agent looks at me, looks at my shirt, and just laughs. He goes, "That's funny," and lets me on through. But yet, Cena's right behind me, and she gets off on one of those random chats. Oh, yeah. Nice. I bet Cena liked that. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, they did the whole thing. They made her take her shoes off. They they wiped her hands, make sure there wasn't any gunpowder yeah, on her hands. Yeah. I was looking at her like, yeah, and you thought I was a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, that's, they found out she's from Work County. They're like, listen, Work County, West Virginia, yeah, yeah. Take this one off to the side. Let's double check. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, there's something sketchy there. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, and you know, and it's so, tricky because who wants to go through all those people in the airport with everything being touched, and then sit on a plane that has recirculating air with everybody? Yeah, that's tricky. But here's one thing that you can do to at least cut down on some of your human contact. Okay. This is something Cena and I we've done in the past, and it was just purely for convenience. But now in a COVID nineteen world, it's more. It's even ranks higher due to safety. A lot of uh, airlines, you can actually download their app, and you can actually download your plane ticket on your phone. Yeah. So once you get to the airport, show them your phone, then they can scan the barcode or whatever from your phone screen. So now you don't have to have that paper ticket, yep. and you don't have to go to the ticket counter to, to you know interact with someone. Plus, with social distancing, you know, you could set your phone down on the counter or whatever and have them just scan it yep. and take your phone back without actually, you know, have another person touch something of yours. Now, that's nice, and we've done that before. Um, we did it at a Columbus Crew soccer game. I was able to get the tickets on my phone, and you just hold your phone up, and they scan it. Uh, and that's been a couple of years ago, but that was really nice. And then I remember when Kale raced in Las Vegas, we flew out to Las Vegas we were able to print off paper tickets with the same thing, scan code. They did, couldn't do your phone back then, but, you know, you print off your tickets and it saved you all that hassle. So it's great to see that you can use your phone for those things as well. That that really adds that nice little feature. Right. So, you know, anything as, as contactless as possible yep. is great. So if you, if you want to fly, fly somewhere, be sure to check your airlines. And I'm not talking just your big airlines like Delta and U.S. Airways. I'm talking just our, you know, regional airport down in Huntington, the yeah. Allegiant Air. They even have apps. So, I mean, please be sure to check with all your airline providers. If you plan on flying for business, vacation, whatever, to see what contactless measures are in place or that you can do to help uh, prevent as few as little human contact as possible. Nice. Well, that's awesome. That's a great tip because, you know, a lot of people don't think about those things until, like you said, now that COVID's here and, we're dealing with uh, other issues that involved in travel and being around other people. Those are the kind of things that really help you out. Right. Nice. And so the next, so the next one, so you, you've reached your destination and you're ready to check into your hotel. A lot of hotels and the one I stayed in, in Huntington, uh, actually offered this. Now I didn't partake into it being a tech guy. I should have, but I just, it's one of those, it was one of those hard habits to break, but yep. you can actually, a lot of hotels are offering keyless entry into your room. Yeah, with your phone. We've used that. We uh, yep. traveled for soccer, and uh, 
we had one and yeah you just click the app on your phone and when you're by your door blink and then it opens your door for you no key needed yeah well for me personally i i'm always on the side of caution of what if somebody their the network gets hacked or my or or a little more personal hey my phone's dead now i can't get in my room (laughs) yeah that would be bad news and we kind of looked at that but we were like yeah, I don't think we have anything anybody wants to steal, so, you know, we're okay. <laughs> when you travel with three kids, I'm pretty sure everybody just assumes that you can't afford anything else, so, you know, all the niceties right. and little luxuries are out the door. Uh, so that they, right. If somebody's going to rob somebody, I, I would hope they'd understand that. Yeah, that poor fellow's got three kids. They're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah <there's laughs> not a, they don't have anything of value. <laughs> yeah. But, so a couple other things that the hotels are doing, at least, uh, when I stayed at was just to give people an idea of the social distancing measures yeah. is on the elevators they actually had a sign that said one party at a time on the elevators Right. but here's the thing where the hotel I stayed at there, of course it was during the week so you have less people that way plus with COVID you know not many people are traveling so literally uh, the only issue I, I almost had nobody you know standing at the elevator doors I only had two occurrences at the hotel I was staying at, that there was actually people standing there. And one of those occurrences, there was two uh, Huntington, Cabell, Cabell Huntington uh, firefighters there. And it's like, that's something you really don't want to see when the elevator doors open. Yeah, up. I was going to say, what did you set on fire? Holy cow. It wasn't It wasn't me. It was, <laughs> I, I got to talking to the lady at the front desk, and apparently somebody earlier that week had put a slice of pizza in the microwave for 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And set off the smoke alarms, and it messed something up the system, and it had been going goofy all weekend. So, literally, I, I walk out the door, and there's this fire truck and another truck. It's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let me go back to my room and get my stuff just in case. Yeah. Nice. But so, and so, another thing that they was doing is so with the elevators, they was doing that, and with the breakfasts, you know, a lot of breakfasts, uh, our hotels offer the free continental breakfast. Oh yeah. So they was still. They was doing that, but it was called a modified breakfast. So it wasn't, hey, you get down there and you just grab a plate, you start throwing your eggs and your your waffles and all that on your plate. They actually had like little to-go bags. Now, with my schedule, I wasn't able to stop in long enough and see how all that worked. Yeah. But a lot. Well, one of the things they are offering is like a modified breakfast, kind of like a to-go nice. bag. Of, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to assume it's probably like a little juice box and probably some yeah. cereal and stuff like that, which is still great. I mean, it's still great that they're offering that, but be able to sit down with you and get a hot breakfast i don't think that option is available yeah at this well that makes sense i mean honestly when we travel for soccer there's a million people and kids crammed in there for the buffet breakfast everybody's in a hurry because you got your games coming and you gotta hurry up and get in and get out and eat and it's just a train wreck of a mess so i can't imagine too many people saying yeah i'm gonna be okay with it because i struggled to be okay with it when we were there and there wasn't the flu covid floating around now yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be hard because it's just you know. yeah. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. I find myself now even just on little tasks that I'm a little more hesitant on. Is like you know, six months ago I'd have never thought anything about it, but mm-hmm. now in a COVID world, it's like okay, this person touched it. it oh yeah. Know, I, well, I really want to take a chance on dealing <clears> with it. So it's kind of it's a little paranoid. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, when you got 30 people in the little buffet area and somebody sneezes, I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> you know, that, that was yeah. back pre-COVID. I'm just, 
you know, one of those things like, yep, everybody's going to have a cold now or whatever. And now it doubled down on, on that thought. But, yeah, crazy stuff. It's good that the hotels are open and able to serve people still. But, you know, they're going to have to make concessions. That's just how it is now. So my last tip is, uh, of course, the, the most important part of the trip, the eating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and here's one of the things, and this is where one of the things that Tina and I both had ran into uh, as far as trying to, to grab the hot meal while on the road. Uh, when we travel, you know, we always try to find where the closest Sheets gas station is because, yep. you know, Sheets is over 24 hours. Oh, yeah. And they have if a pretty you, decent you want, menu. Right. So if you're wanting to grab a bite to eat, you know, Sheets is all, I always rely on Sheets. Sheets is always there. Well, in a COVID world, Sheets is still there, but to grab that hot meal at 1130 at night is not an option at this point. Well, depending on where you live, where, where we was, that wasn't an option at this point. Huh. Okay. And at, so, we're we're big fans of sheets because, as you said, when we're coming back from soccer, you know, in late in the evening, late at night, whatever, it's easy to go in sheets, grab some mozzarella sticks, salad, you know, veggie sandwich, whatever. They whip it up, made to order, and you know, you're out in ten minutes and you're eating on your way home still. So, uh, I'm not, I haven't been to a sheets since this all started, so I don't know what changes they have. So I'm anxious to hear what you're going to say. So, uh, when Cena and I worked election night. I, I finished up at, at, after 11 o'clock, and I thought, well, that's no problem. The sheets is literally right up the street from the hotel. Right. I'll run in there, grab 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 a quick bite, take the room, and I'll be good to go. Well, they actually closed the online ordering or actually the uh, the food prep part at 9 o'clock in the evening. Really? So like the kiosks and everything are closed? Yeah. So I so I drove by, and there, you know, there were still people pumping gas and all that, but as far as going in there to try to get a hot meal, yeah. At eleven thirty at night was not an option. Hmm. So what did you choose? How did you solve that problem? Uh, Wendy's was actually well. I spent the day while I was sitting there waiting on you know waiting on things to get started on the election stuff. Uh, there was I had a little bit of downtime, so I was going through there and looking online. And this is a great tool if you go on like Waze, which is a GPS app, or yep. go to Google and just type in restaurants near me. You can actually go online. And look at your options for one restaurants, two their hours, and three what their options are as far as getting food. Yeah. So you can act. So a lot of them are actually modifying their hours. Some are staying up open later. Some of them are closing sooner. But they actually have little check boxes. Yeah. And it's one of those. Be sure to check with the restaurant just to make sure. But because you know sometimes the stuff on information online isn't always correct, and that's where I found some 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 small discrepancies between what the website was saying and what Google was saying, but it's one of those, okay, which one's more up-to-date than the other? But anyway. Well, I'm you, surprised you, because uh, I would say most West Virginians would be like, all right, pepperoni roll it is. Prepackaged, ready to go, sitting at any gas station. That That's usually, like, that would be my go-to answer back in the day. I'd be right. like, no problem. Two pepperoni rolls later, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, any, that's a meal for me any day, but... uh. But yeah, so that's good that you did find somewhere that gave you some uh, hot food for your evening because after a long day like that, you, you definitely got to eat something. Right. So what's nice is if you just, wherever your location is, if you just go on your phone and type in restaurants near me, it gives you the list of restaurants and it actually gives you the options that they offer. And then you can actually, if it's a nice, if it's a larger restaurant, you can actually download the app 
and give a little more accurate detail as to what your options are, as in dine-in or takeout or even online ordering or delivery. Nice. Some restaurants, yeah, some uh, some restaurants that didn't deliver before, they actually started offering delivery yeah. options. I've seen it on some of the national computer or commercials, like Taco Bell and some of those that traditionally don't deliver had started delivering. So, uh, you know, I think it's one of those they partnered with uh, Grubhub. Grubhub, yeah. For anyone that's not, yeah, if anyone's not familiar with Grubhub and then you travel, that would be a great app to look into to see if that service is offered at your destination, wherever your destination may be. Almost sound like a GPS at this point. Your destination is on the left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Grubhub, Grubhub actually gives the ability to actually go on there, look at the restaurants where you're at, and see which ones actually offer deliver. And Grubhub is like the Uber version of instead of carrying people around to carry the food, food around, so yeah. you'd order your food at the restaurant and they'd actually bring it to you. And actually, speaking of Uber, uh, Uber offers Uber Eats as well, so you actually have two different options with two different possibilities of choices if one service isn't offered in that a- area, they, the other one might be available in that area. Area. Nice. Well, Joe, those are some great tips, especially as people are looking at vacation and are starting to get back into the group of travel. Um, that's a good heads-up awareness of what you can do on the line to prepare for your trip and to make your trip easier. So, great stuff. Well, show number 20. Kind of normal, so yeah. Yeah, show number 20 <laughs> is packed full of good stuff, so that's great to see. And, you know, as always, Joe, you and Cena with A&M Digital Technologies, you power everything here at Patch, uh, as, long as, as well as providing good information for the community at large, both locally, regionally, and nationwide. And uh, you guys are into a lot of different stuff. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, how can they contact you? Give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com. Or hit us up on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at amdigitaltech on all that. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Help us with Joe and Dave. We're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you find your fine podcast. And be sure to uh, share the podcast information and leave us a five-star review so more people can find us. Nice. Well, Joe, that's awesome. Thank you again. And show number 20 in the books. It's kind of crazy. We're that far along already. It seems like we just started. Uh, But 20 shows is roughly 20 weeks. So 20 weeks in. Man. Good stuff, Joe. I really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, Cena, the lady behind the scenes doing all the heavy lifting uh, and A&M Digital Technology. So on that note, I will uh, let Kale take us on out of here for show number 20. This is Kale, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and updates from our Patch students. Patch, community and children first.